1420 WBSM presents Ray Lance of the USA Wealth Group. It's time to get your finances in order. MoneyWise starts now. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to MoneyWise. You know, ladies and gentlemen, for most people, the American dream is to own your own home, buy your own home, pay off your mortgage, and stay there until you die. Today, it's a much different environment, though. It's not something that everybody can accomplish, but it still is the American dream, a very simple idea. And what do you do if you end up at the end of your life or near the end of your life as you get older and you don't have enough money? Maybe it's time to have your house help you support yourself in your retirement. So today, we're going to talk a little bit about reverse mortgages. We're going to be talking about is it for you? Does it work for you and your family? It's not necessarily for everybody, but boy, it sure can be a great solution for many, many people who want to be able to stay in their home, which is the number one concern for most people. So this morning, I'd like to begin by saying good Sunday morning to attorney Tenny Lance. Good morning. And Tenny, you know, you and I have even talked about reverse mortgages in our own uh, life Uh, as a possibility of something that we might look into later if we chose to. Right. Um, Something that I get discouraged about when I talk to clients sometimes is that if I mention a reverse mortgage to them as a possibility of a solution for an issue, um, usually I get, uh, oh, I don't like those. I'm not interested. And it's a really closed mind that I wish people could open up to more. I think that's very true. A lot of people have bad images or bad impressions or they've heard bad things about reverse mortgages. But it is absolutely true that a reverse mortgage is not for everybody. But I can tell you that the number of cases that I've personally been involved in in guiding people through the reverse mortgage process is very extensive. And I can tell you that every experience that I've seen has been a very positive one for clients. So a quick recap on a couple of points. One, it does allow you to stay in your own house until you die. It doesn't matter how large the mortgage is or becomes. Two, you can either choose or not choose to make a mortgage payment. And three, there's even ways that if only one spouse does the reverse mortgage and the other one doesn't, and the spouse who does the reverse mortgage should die, There's even provision that the non-signing, non-borrowing spouse can continue to live in the house. So for many people, I think it's the difference between having to sell your house and go someplace else, maybe move in with a child, or it can mean the difference between that and staying in your own house. And often also it makes a difference in how the remainder of your funds um, can help Um, keep you in your house longer. In other words, maybe the reverse mortgage uh, allows you not to have to take out money from a taxable account like an IRA. Uh, And and maybe in the long run, as I tell people, it's a matter of numbers. Well, it's something that does require analysis. It does require sitting down and talking with somebody who has knowledge and experience, and most importantly, somebody who is licensed to do that. So Attorney Tenny Lance is licensed as a mortgage loan originator. She's gone through all the training. It took almost two years to go through that process, Tenny. And you are now a licensed mortgage originator, and you're authorized to sit down with somebody and talk about a reverse mortgage, aren't you? I am, yes. And do an application. But, you know, there are a lot of safeguards built into doing a reverse mortgage, In the past, like many other things in life, there's no question that there have been problems and pitfalls and abuses. That's now preventable because now it's required that before you can actually go forward and submit an application for a reverse mortgage, you have to go through counseling. That's right. Um, And it's third-party counseling. Right. And counseling used to be able to be done in person, but with COVID, there was a real problem about how were people going to get reverse mortgages if they couldn't actually go to a counseling office. 
So the Massachusetts legislature passed uh, a bill fairly quickly that said that um, it was possible to do counseling by telephone again. So um, there are many mortgage counselors that are available to people, and you can make your choice about which one you want to talk with, but you can do that by telephone. Yep. So step one really is get some more information, listen to this show, Uh, Some of the publications and materials that we have that are available to pass out would be happy to provide to anyone who calls the office. I'm going to give you um, my number right now initially, which is 508-998-8858. If you want information in more detail, we're going to give you a special dedicated number afterwards for the reverse mortgage line. But the Federal Housing Administration, the FHA, has an office called the Office of Single Family Housing, and um, they can give you information on something called the Home Equity Conversion Mortgage. It's called a HECM. That's the most popular kind of reverse mortgage, and the reason is because it's insured by the federal government. What that means in real simple terms is banks might not necessarily be willing to put money out in loan money on a reverse mortgage without having this federal insurance guarantee. So it's called a HECM, Home Equity Conversion Mortgage. A lot more detail about this. We have a a simple one-page printed on two-side handout, or just call it two pages, from the FHA. We printed this off the internet that talks about how these mortgages work and what happens when you go to sell the property or you die and the fact that you have to go through counseling and what happens to your spouse if only one person signs the reverse mortgage. So if you'd like a copy of that handout, very simple, no obligation, we'll send it to you. Give us a call at 508-998-8858 and we'll be happy to send you a copy. You know, Tenny, uh, you put a lot of work and effort into doing the reverse mortgage licensing approval. You've had training. You've got materials. And we're going to talk a little bit later about uh, the company that you're affiliated with and how to get in touch with you. But um, there is a lot of training required in learning how to do this. So step one is to simply get some information, and then step two would be counseling, and step three would be the application process itself. Right. Um, Although, in general, the reverse mortgages are not concerned with credit because um, this is a mortgage that does not need to be paid until after somebody is deceased, after the borrower is deceased, There are a couple of things that people should know. First of all, the reverse mortgage can be a a valid uh, percentage of the value of your home. So one of the first things that is needed is an appraisal of your home so that everybody can agree on how much it's worth and therefore what percent would be available to the borrower. Mm-hmm. And then the second item is that the uh, lending company does require a credit check. And that's not really related to whether or not you can pay the reverse mortgage because you don't have to. You don't have to make payments on that while you're alive. But they are concerned about whether you have sufficient income, even with the reverse mortgage to pay regular debts, particularly taxes and insurance and those sorts of things. So a credit check is a requirement. So one of your obligations when you do a reverse mortgage is very simple. You have to have enough income and ability to be able to at least cover the insurance on the house or the property. And it can be a one to four family house, by the way. It doesn't have to be just a single family home. But you have to have enough money and income, and you have to be able to demonstrate that you can afford to pay the insurance and the taxes, because the government's not going to pay that part of it for you. So the American dream has always been home ownership, and people sacrifice and work hard all their lives. If you have 
equity in your house. Well, let me say, actually, the first requirement is you have to be how old, Tenny? 62. So you got to be at least 62 years of age or older. The older you get, the older you are, uh, you can get a slightly higher percentage of loan-to-value mortgage, mortgage amount. But for generations, everybody works hard. Most people tend to stay in their own home or they build up equity. And the American dream goal is to I want to pay off my mortgage. When I go to retire, I don't want to have to pay a mortgage payment. Why? And I want to stay in my house forever. Yep. So most people like the idea of home ownership. They like the idea of paying off their mortgage. And they like the idea of staying in their house forever. So, you know, everybody works hard if you buy a house. Um, you save money. You pay your bills. You pay your mortgage. And you have to take care of children and pay for their expenses if you have kids. But it's worth it. It's where we want to live. It's how we want to live. So what happens when you get older? Well, maybe your house gets run down just like you do, Tenny. I'm talking. Gets what? Maybe your house gets run down just like you do. That's what I thought you said. But I wasn't just referring to you individually. (laughs) No, I'm just saying you in in the general sense, right? I mean, don't we all get run down and need a little renovation once in a while? We do. You're right. So that's all I'm talking about. What would you like to do to renovate yourself, Tony? <laughs> Never <laughs> I'd like mind. to be 30 years younger. <laughs> <laughs> well, we won't go there. Um, one of the people in our office the other day said she was going to be out because she was going to have implants. And what she didn't Never say. Never mind. No, but what she didn't say is, I'm going to have a tooth implant. And so I said, Oh, can you explain that? <laughs> But it was a tooth implant that she was having, so that's, that's good to know. Well, reverse mortgages are a mortgage on your house just like a regular mortgage is. You borrow money from a bank or a lending institution just like you do in a regular mortgage. And guess what? When you buy a house and take out a regular mortgage, you have to pay it back. The main difference between a regular traditional mortgage and a reverse mortgage is you can choose not to make payments if you want to. So there's a big difference there. It's another way to say, I've worked all my life to pay my mortgage, take care of my house, and now I don't have enough money, so maybe it's time to have my house take care of me. But it's important for people to understand that You can do a reverse mortgage whether or not you have an existing mortgage on your property. In other words, if you still have a mortgage that you're paying on monthly and you want to get rid of those payments so that you can afford to stay in your house, the reverse mortgage can pay off the current mortgage. Or if you don't have a mortgage, you can borrow money in order to give you monthly living expenses. Right. In the typical reverse mortgage today, you don't sign the note in the mortgage and then just walk out with a big, large check. You can walk out with some money up front, but most reverse mortgages today are designed to be a line of credit. So when you need money, you can just call up the lending institution and you can borrow money and they'll send you a check or put it into your bank account. Or it can be a combination. Um, I had a client who had some existing credit card bills that had built up higher than she liked, and that was what she wanted to pay off first when the reverse mortgage was approved. So that got paid, and then she um, made the, the rest of the mortgage into monthly payments for herself. And that's a smart decision, too, because if you are doing something like paying off credit card debt, you're paying off something that requires a very high rate of interest. Exactly. Credit cards. So you can actually save money and make money. But for most people, it's a way of continuing the American dream, which is to stay in your house. And sometimes your house is going to need renovations or it might need upgrading. Maybe you want to redo a kitchen. Maybe you've got some things that are broken or you need to replace windows. What if you have your original furnace? Well, Do you think your furnace wears down sometimes, Tenny, inside your person? 
<laughs> yes. Never mind. That's I was a just wondering. Strange analogy, but sure. Wondering if you'd get my point. Well, sometimes you got to replace the furnace. Or like what happened to us this week, maybe your water heater wears out. (laughs) Yeah, let's tell that little story. So we woke up uh, one day this week, and I always get up earlier, so I I managed to shave and have a really quick shower, and it was was more like lukewarm. It was tepid. By the time I finished, it was cold. So then I went upstairs and woke up tending, and I said, guess what? You've got no hot water. (laughs) It's always a joy. <laughs> what a great way to wake up. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyways, we had to get it fixed. We had to get it repaired. But sometimes you need to do that in your house, don't you, Tana? You need to right. repair yeah. things, replace things, make we, it nicer, make it better, paint yeah. it. We know that things wear out. Put Furnaces a, and water heaters do wear out. Put a new roof on. But you can do all these things with a reverse mortgage so, Tani, what do you think happens when you get older? Let's say you have retired. You no longer have a higher income coming in. Maybe you have a pension. Maybe you don't. Maybe you've got Social Security. But generally, your income is going to be less. So you don't have to do a reverse mortgage. There's other kinds of things that you could do as an alternative, but they're not for everybody. So one of the things you could do as an alternative to doing a reverse mortgage is you could say, well, you know what? I'm going to go out and take out a regular mortgage, a traditional mortgage. But first of all, you have to qualify for that mortgage. You have to have enough income in relationship to the mortgage and all of any other debts that you have. And the bank is going to look at the ratio, and they may say that, well, sorry, you're retired. You don't have enough income to pay a regular mortgage. We can't grant you a mortgage. They could do the same thing with... Um, Uh, an equity line of credit, a home equity line of credit. Maybe you say, you know, I don't want a regular mortgage. I just want to put a home equity line of credit on my house in case I need it. Well, again, the amount of income and the amount of other assets that you have will determine whether or not you're going to qualify for that. And home equity lines of credit do require a monthly payment, even though you may not uh, have to pay the entire amount off at once but it's still a payment. You will be making payments, yes. And not only that, they generally have a term. I believe it's usually like 10 years. At the end of 10 years, the bank wants that home equity line of credit paid off. What are you going to do at that point? Well, you can't go out and get a traditional mortgage if you're not working necessarily. Um, Another alternative is that you could sell your house. You could sell your house and downsize, couldn't you? Most people do not want to do that. Most people like to stay where they are. They don't want to go through all the difficulty of moving. And the market today is very unusual. If anything goes on the market today, it sells very, very quickly. And it also means that your house might sell very quickly, but then you might not find another house that you can afford to buy. So I think it's safe to say that most people would rather stay in their own house and not have to deal with those issues. I suppose you could put it in the name of children and then have your children take care of the expenses of the house if they're financially able to do that. But there are tax reasons why that's not a great idea. Well, I guess there's some other reasons not to do it necessarily. Uh, Let's talk about the tax one first. So let's say you say, well, I'm going to put my house in my kid's name and they're going to help take care of it for me and now they know they're going to get it when I die. Well, they get what's called a carryover cost or carryover tax basis. If you paid $100,000 for your house, they own it for 100000 when you give it to them. When you die and they sell the house for 300000 your children will have a $200,000 capital gains tax, or capital gains, I should say, and the tax is based upon the amount of the gain. So it's not necessarily a great idea. And what happens if your child that you give the house to gets divorced. That's their asset. What happens if they have a liability problem, a car accident with not enough insurance? That's the asset of the child. So there are a lot of reasons not to put a house into a child's name necessarily. So you may or may not qualify for a new traditional mortgage to make repairs. You may or may not qualify for a 
home equity line of credit. We call that a HELOC. And you might find out that you're not going to be able to do what you would like to do. So maybe a reverse mortgage is for you. It's not for everybody. There are options. And And most importantly, we ask people to keep an open mind about this until you know more. So for, for most everybody and most of us, you'd like to stay in your own house. As I said, it can be a one to four family house. It can be a, a two family house where you've got rental income and you can still do a reverse mortgage. So um, Susie Orman once said, if you pay off your mortgage before retirement, you take a huge financial load off your shoulders. You also become eligible to take out a reverse mortgage once you turn 62. You know, Tenny, one of the things I like to say to clients sometimes is, um, let's say your house is paid off or you've got a lot of equity in it. Um, How much are you earning on the equity in your house? What's your return on investment on the equity in your house if your house is paid for? Right. Zero. 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 It's not invested money. The only time you realize any money is if you go and sell your house. But you're not making any money on the reverse mortgage. Uh, excuse me, on the uh, the home equity on, on your equity house your with house. no mortgage on it. So let's talk about a few other things. Um, you said something earlier that I think is a very important point, Tenny, and that is very simply that when you do a reverse mortgage, let's say you take out a reverse mortgage for one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and you want to utilize it to pay a regular sum of money to you every month, which you can do. You can set it up as a regular income payment to you that will go into your checking account directly if you want. Um, Or you can take out money periodically as you need it. You can choose either to make payments on the reverse mortgage or you can choose not to make a payment. Right. So one of the negative things about a reverse mortgage is that let's say you take out this $150,000 mortgage on your house and you start to draw some money down, at some point in time, if you drew all the money down and you're not making payments, it's going to continue to have interest attached to that principal, isn't it? That's right. The balance is going to grow larger. Mm -hmm. um, But you don't have to make any payments. One of the choices is you could say, you know what, I'm going to pay just the interest portion each month. I don't want to have the principal grow any larger. Because when you vacate the house, you either sell it or you die or you no longer live there as your permanent residence, then the reverse mortgage must get paid off. And when you go to pay it off, all the interest that has not been paid is accumulated and has to get paid off as well. But remember, the the concept of the reverse mortgage partially is that real estate values continue to rise, as they have for a very long while in our country. Um, what did we pay for our first house, Ray? 20000 uh, Something $21, like that? $21,700. Yeah. That was back in the dark ages. And it's now worth about probably 400 Yeah, we don't own that house any longer. But No, but... but the value of that property is now probably about 400000 So yep, that's a good point. Enormous gain. That's, a, that's what happens with inflation over time and increases in valuation. It's one of the reasons, frankly, that a lot of people want to own their own house so they can build equity and build appreciation and value. But um, you, So you don't have to make a payment. If, if you want to regard your house as being strictly an inheritance for your children, you want them to get as much as possible, then maybe you don't do the reverse mortgage. On the other hand, if doing the reverse mortgage allows you to have enough income coming in to support your house and support your lifestyle, then maybe your needs come before your children's needs do. And if the reverse mortgage allows you to stay in your house and live there, that might be a higher consideration. And again, it's a matter of numbers. It really is. Um, If it costs you money to draw on existing um, income that you've got um, put aside somewhere, some asset, 
uh, you have to compare the cost of drawing on a, on that asset as compared to having interest build on the reverse mortgage. And usually the reverse mortgage is less expensive. There's a financial writer called, uh, whose name is Jean uh, Chatsky, and she once wrote, Unlike other loans, a reverse mortgage doesn't have to be repaid until the borrower moves out of the home or passes away. And there's some fairly recent uh, wrinkles and changes in that as well. You know, I'm going to give you a few actual examples of some reverse mortgages that we've done. Um, We had a um, woman who lived in uh, Westport locally. She didn't have a mortgage on her house, but her house needed some fairly significant repairs. If she did a conventional mortgage, she would have to show income to qualify for the mortgage in the first place, and then she'd have to pay a monthly payment. What she did instead was a reverse mortgage. Uh, We helped her locate contractor estimates for repairs. And then when she closed on the reverse mortgage, part of the money was used to pay for the repairs, and the rest was, was there as a credit line that she could draw upon for income. And she didn't have to pay any in, any uh, mortgage payments. Um, a good success story. And it allowed her to stay in her house, not have to sell it. Uh, this is something that children need to think about when they're looking at whether their own parent might consider doing a reverse mortgage. And so basically, a reverse mortgage has a lot of flexibility. You can pay off as little or as much as you want, or you can choose to pay nothing now. You can keep the cash in your pocket or in your account, and then you pay off the mortgage when you leave your home, whether you decide to move out or to sell it, or if you die, then the mortgage gets paid off at that time. So as a general proposition, reverse mortgages are not for everybody, but if you're looking for extra cash for any reason, it might be the right option for you. And again, I'm going to give you an actual number for Tenny. Uh, This is a dedicated line for East Coast Capital, which is the company that she's affiliated with. And call at 508-995-6200 and just say you'd like to talk to Tenny about some information on a reverse mortgage. This is attorney Tenny Lance. We're talking to ladies and gentlemen. And getting started with a reverse mortgage is really pretty simple. We have something called an application information request. And all that asks for really is your date of birth, your marital status, uh, what the property is, where it is, whether you have any loan on it now, how many units are included in it, and so forth, and what you think the property value is and what you're looking for as a mortgage amount. And that very basic information comes into us and we begin processing it through the mortgage company. And as we said before, about the first step in the process is to go and get counseling, now available by telephone, and that counseling will help you to better understand the mortgage uh, possibilities and to understand what your obligations might be. But um, the important part of what I'm saying is that um, you you don't get yourself into a home, I'm sorry, a reverse mortgage um, quickly and without your knowing all the information that you need to know. This is um, like any other mortgage process. It takes a little bit of time, takes an appraisal, takes you to be involved in counseling, but it's very straightforward, and it can be done right while you're at home. That's that's how I've done mortgages with people. They don't have to go to any bank or sit down with any uh, mortgage officer. Well, you are actually a mortgage well, officer yourself. Well, they have to sit down with me. And you're, right. <laughs> a, you're a licensed mortgage officer for this purpose. Mm-hmm. So uh, in general, the time period is uh, about 45 to 60 days from start to finish. Right. Uh, The beginning process is just to get more information. As I mentioned at the beginning of the program, we have a great little um, two-page thing from the Federal Housing Administration. If you want to consider doing a reverse mortgage, you should be thinking about the HECM, Home Equity Conversion Mortgage, because that's the one that's insured by 
the FHA, the federal government. And for that reason, banks are more inclined to do them. So uh, the bank that Tenney is working with right now is called uh, East Coast Capital. They're out of New York, Long Island, and they do a lot of reverse mortgage work. And she also works with East Coast Capital out of Fall River, Massachusetts, with Tim Bradford. But give Tenney a call, and she'll be happy to get you started if you're interested. You know, Tenney, one of my favorite uh, characters in history is Ben Franklin. Did you ever hear of the Franklin stove? Yes. He invented the Franklin stove. So it used to be people would have fireplaces where? Up against a wall, right? Because you had to have a chimney up in the air. Well, he invented this Franklin stove, which is a metal stove that could be in the middle of the room. Could ha- He had heat baffles on the back of it. So now you've got heat radiating out all around the room. Did you know that he invented the Franklin stove? I did, but um, how does this relate to a reverse mortgage? Well, because you're going to provide heat and warmth all around, aren't you? I don't I know. It, it doesn't. So, Bit do you, of a stretch, but yep. Do you think that uh, Ben Franklin invented the bifocal glasses? He, as far as I know, he did, yeah. He, he did not. He did not. That Oops. was a trick question. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, it was invented a little bit earlier, but um, he actually, uh, by a gentleman named, uh, well, no, that's not the correct name. He might have invented the bifocals, actually. I think he did. He suffered from both farsightedness and nearsightedness. So my favorite researcher is now going to check it. But he used it. But you know what really impresses me about Ben Franklin? And by the way, he did not invent electricity. No. So don't ever make that (laughs) statement. Um, Do you know that he's the first person that really effectively mapped the Gulf Stream? No, he I noticed did not know he made that. eight voyages across the Atlantic Ocean. Um, at that point, it was called the Western Ocean between the colonies in Europe, and he kept wondering why the journeys were faster going from west to east than coming back the other way. So he started mapping the Gulf Gulf Stream, and he was the pers- first person to map the Gulf Stream, and those maps were fairly accurate. Isn't that impressive? It is. Shows you what a curious mind can do. Yes. So, so much for Ben Franklin. I just like Ben Franklin. How about swim fins? Do you ever hear of swim fins, you know, on your feet? Uh, yes, and what does this have to do with a reverse mortgage? Well, because it helps you get through the ocean faster. So he invented swim fins, only he did it first for your hands. So he had paddles, basically, that he put on his hands, and that's how he created swim fins. And come back to how that relates? Well, because it makes you smart. (laughs) I'm going to save one more. All right, I'll give you one more right now. And um, I just learned that Ben Franklin did, in fact, invent the bifocal glasses. So you were correct. I thought so. I'm going to give you a gold star on your forehead. Did you ever hear of the glass harmonica? Yes, those are fascinating. They really kind of screech in your ear, but they're wonderful. Yeah, uh, he invented the glass harmonica. It's really a weird instrument if you ever hear of it. It looks like a bunch of glasses that were different sizes and shapes or filled with different liquids. Drinking glasses, yeah. Yeah, and you would wet your fingers and rub your fingers along and make this, and they would spin around and make this sound. Uh, So that's what I want to tell you about Ben Franklin. If Ben Franklin were around today, he would have invented the reverse mortgage, Tony. I bet that's true, right? (laughs) Well, people might want to know some things about a reverse mortgage, like what are the costs involved? Well, generally, um, I don't have those figures, um, but it's not terribly expensive. But most reverse mortgage companies make you put up the money up front to pay for the appraisal for the house. Right, and an appraisal will cost somewhere between four and five hundred dollars, probably. And the other thing is, um, you have to pay for the counseling, but that's not a terribly that's expensive cost. A hundred and fifty, I believe. Um, but the costs, I, I think, why people have such a bad thought in their mind about reverse mortgages is because they used to have huge costs related to them, initial fees and so forth. Now those costs have been brought down. The um, mortgage insurance premium is now 2%, 
And uh, what that pays for is the federal insurance that guarantees that mortgage to the lender. So if anything should happen and your mortgage didn't get paid off for some reason, the lender wouldn't be uh, left in the dark. And, and that's important. That's a reason why these lenders lend. Well, the other thing that's important is I've had a number of people tell me over the years that, well, if you do a reverse mortgage, you have to give the title to the bank. That's not true. No. You maintain title to your house. After you do the reverse mortgage, you can put it into your trust if you want to, or you can put a homestead on it, declaration of homestead, to protect the equity in your house. Um, the mortgage does get recorded like any other mortgage. Just like any other mortgage in that respect. Yeah. So the important thing, again, to stress today is you always own your own home. You just don't have to make a mortgage payment if you don't want to. And it's strictly for older people. You have to be 62 years of age or older. And it has helped many hundreds of thousands of people be able to stay in their house. You know, something else that I thought was interesting, Tenny, is we've talked in the past, you've talked a lot about what do you do if somebody doesn't want to go to a nursing home and they need to have care in their house, but they don't have the money to take somebody in their house and pay to take care of them? Uh, you can use a reverse mortgage uh, to provide cash that will allow you to have a caretaker come in and take care of you as a way to keep you out of a nursing home, can't you? Yes, you can. Um, there are lots of valid reasons why people want to do these mortgages. And again, everybody out there, please keep an open mind about them because I'm convinced they're wonderful. There's a couple of things that have happened recently. Um, sometimes reverse mortgages like traditional mortgages have gone to foreclosure. If people have stopped paying bills, if they've stopped paying their real estate taxes or their home insurance, because you have to keep your house insured no matter what kind of a mortgage you have on it. Well, what happens if people are having difficulty under the pandemic recently? First of all, there have been regular moratoriums on foreclosures, and that's been covered under that as well. We've done some very, very recent research on this topic as well. And what it's safe to say right now is that you can request extensions from HUD you can, uh, and from FHA. Um, FHA regulations back in the beginning of this year provided for a six-month relief for reverse mortgage foreclosures, any reverse mortgage bar borrower in the pandemic. Um, that's been further extended as well. So there are many, many safeguards many, many uh, protect protections. And um, we're talking with attorney Tenny Lance, who's a licensed mortgage loan originator. And I have to keep those two parts of my personality very separate because there are strong regulations about how the mortgage loan originator uh, has to function. But you can give her a call at 508-995-6200 if you'd like information on reverse mortgages. You can also call her uh, if you have legal questions about your estate planning at 508-998-8800. So there's a couple of different ways to reach her. And lots and lots of uh, free information to uh, pass out. So Tenny, when somebody does the counseling, they have to do that basically on their own, right? You can't be doing this side by side with them. They can do it on no, the telephone. No, that's right. I, I don't attend the counseling session with them, and, and that makes sense because the counseling is meant to give you information and to answer all your questions about a reverse mortgage. So you want to be free to ask whatever might be bothering you about a reverse mortgage. So one of the things that's happened under the Federal Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act called the CARES Act is that there have been moratoriums on foreclosures in general, moratorium on foreclosures on reverse mortgages. Uh, those have been extended. Uh, they've been extended several times. The most recent one was until October 1, 2020. And 
even beyond that, um, there's something else that's really important. And by the way, if we're going to get further legislation in this country, which I think we will, possibly not until after the election, then you'll see some further extensions of all these dates because people are still hurting, aren't they, Tenny? Oh, it's such a difficult time for so many people. So here's something that a lot of people don't know, I suspect, Tenny. If you have a HECM loan, home equity um, mortgage, reverse mortgage, um, home equity conversion mortgage, it's called, generally it needs to get paid off when the last borrower dies, sells, or permanently relocates from the home. But since 2014, the law was changed that says if you've got a husband and wife and only one of them does the reverse mortgage, maybe you had one that was 62 and one that was 58, so the 58-year-old didn't do the reverse mortgage. The, the new loan documents right now specifically allow for the non-borrowing spouse to remain in the home after the borrower's death until the non-borrowing spouse either dies or moves out also. So there used to be concern that the person would have to get out of the house in a hurry if the person who did the reverse mortgage should die. So there are many, many foreclosure uh, options. If somebody is 80 years older um, or more, um, they can request something called an at-risk extension of any foreclosure time period. So don't think that you're going to be kicked out of the house. And a lot of these things, by the way, apply to regular mortgage as well as reverse mortgages. So lots of good points. Um, If you have questions about any of those specifics, we're happy to answer them for you. Tony, I'd like to pause for just a minute and tell folks about a couple of other quick examples. Um, We had a single gentleman um, close to our office, as a matter of fact, in Dartmouth. He had no mortgage on his house. He built it himself. But when he retired, his only income was a Social Security check, and that was it, and it was less than $1,000. He didn't have enough money to continue paying for the, the house and supporting the house. He also needed some repairs. So we helped him get a um, new reverse mortgage for about $150,000. He put aside about $20,000 to pay for a new roof and some repairs. And the rest of the money was held in a home equity line of credit that he can draw upon for income. So that plus his Social Security now gives him enough income to be able to afford to stay in his house. Number one concern for people. Right. Um, I want to just summarize a bit and talk about some key takeaways for people because I think this is important to, to pay attention to. Okay. Reverse mortgages allow homeowners age 62 or older to access their home equity to generate income in their older age. What a wonderful opportunity that is for people who have worked all their lives and have built that equity in their home. Another key takeaway, while a reverse mortgage may be ideal for some situations, it's not always the best for others. But it is important to investigate, to keep your mind open. Another one, if you want to leave your home to your children, Having a reverse mortgage on the property might cause some problems if your heirs do not have the funds needed to pay off the loan. But the theory is that the house house has sufficient equity within it that uh, it's always possible to pay off that loan. Can I pause there for one second? Sure. So I've seen situations in which reverse mortgages that have been done out of this office, somebody has come in and said, is there any way I can get more money? Well, when you do the reverse mortgage, they have the house appraised, they come up with a value, they come up with an amount of the reverse mortgage, and then if you need money, you can draw against it. But they also build into the formula that your house is going to appreciate in value, let's say 4% a year. So even if you drew down what you thought was all the money on your reverse mortgage, you can go back a couple of years later, and because your house has appreciated in value by this 4% a year that they've built in, you now have more money in your home equity line that you can draw down against. So it grows with you. 
I think that's very important for people to understand that um, that you can get a reverse mortgage now for a certain amount, and it can be increased in the future. Mm-hmm. People are concerned about the rate of uh, reverse mortgages, the lending rate. Those rates are very low now, just like they are for any other mortgage. Right. The rate tends to be a little bit higher than a conventional mortgage rate. But not much. But you might not qualify for a conventional mortgage right. in the first place. Right. And as Tenny said, because mortgage rates in general are extremely low right now, it's actually a good time to think about investigating reverse mortgage, if that makes sense for you. Tenny, here's a question. Can you use a reverse mortgage to buy a house? Yes. That's something that you and I have talked about, in fact. And most people don't know that, do they? No, they don't. So I actually did that with a case out in Fairhaven. I had folks that sold a house for a fairly good sum. And they had a mortgage on the house that they were selling, and they were going to net about $300,000 in proceeds from the house. And then their plan was to go out and use the entire 300000 and pay cash for another new house, which would be fully paid for. They wouldn't have any mortgage on it at all. But guess what? They had no other retirement money put aside, or very little. It was less than $100,000. What we did instead is say, you're going to pay 300000 for this new house, and instead of paying three hundred cash for it, why don't you put $150,000 down and get a reverse mortgage for 150000 and now you're walking out with $150,000 in cash that you can use for other retirement needs. And that's what they did. So we, we saved them a lot of money, and they didn't end up with having a house fully paid for with no ability to use the money in it. So lots of good reasons to do reverse mortgages, but very importantly, you can also use it to buy a house. Right. So, Tenny, you must get a lot of satisfaction doing uh, some of these, right? Yes. It's it's always great to see uh, people helped. They're, they're usually very grateful that they are now able to pay off bills or live more comfortably or not have to sell their house. It's, it's a... a Wonderful thing to be involved with. I think we've covered most of the points today. That you know, like anything else, it requires sitting down and talking with someone like Tenny, um, finding out if it might work for you. Uh, she can do some preliminary numbers, and then those preliminary numbers are given to the client, and they're also sent off directly to the counselor. And then the client goes and talks to the counselor, which you can now do on the telephone, and. The counselor wants to make sure that the person who's looking to do the reverse mortgage fully understands it. And getting an appraisal does cost some money up front, but gosh, knowing what your house is worth is always a useful thing to do, whether you're going to get a reverse mortgage or if you seek a conventional one. So uh, one other case I know that was worked on out of this office was from uh, the Somerset Fall River area. There was a woman in her mid-70s, recently widowed. She had a fairly large mortgage. She was facing foreclosure. Uh, The mortgage was in the mid $300,000. She didn't have enough income to pay the mortgage after her husband died. The children were trying to figure out how they could come up with enough money, and they, they didn't really see in their budget that they could go out of pocket and pay her mortgage for her and let her stay in the house. What this office here did instead was set up a reverse mortgage for her. It paid off her existing first mortgage, allowed her to avoid foreclosure and stay in the house, and no monthly payments to make. A great success story. Right. So there's lots of good stories about this. It's not for everybody, but gosh, Tenny, for those people that you can help, it's a minor miracle, isn't it? Yes, um as I said, it's it's great to be able to help people, and this is one terrific way to do that. So, Tenny, you also have a small brochure, uh, which is called East Coast Capital, um, which basically says a reverse mortgage, your next step to a better life. It goes through the basic eligibility programs and how and when the loan is paid, what does it cost, and uh, there's ways to get more information, visit a website, If anybody wants one of those brochures or they want the FHA brochure, just make a call uh, to Tenny 
Uh, you can call her office at 508-998-8800, or you can call her on the reverse mortgage line, 508-995-6200. It doesn't do any harm to at least get some information, compare numbers, because again and again I say, it's just a, a matter of numbers. What's going to be the best for you? Yep, and if you don't ask, um, you simply don't know. So uh, take the time out of your busy day, or if you're doing it for a parent, you know, get some information for your parent if you want to. And we've had a few situations also when because the person was healthy and young enough and it didn't cost a lot, we actually took out a life insurance policy on the parent so that there was a fund of money to pay off the reverse mortgage when the parent died and the kids ended up getting the house with no mortgage on it at yep. all. That's a good idea. So there's some creative things that you can do and take the time to get informed uh, and give Tenny a call. Let me see if there's any other questions. Can you do it on a condo, Tenny? Yes, and something that I just noticed uh, was that if you have a condominium that is worth $500,000 or more, it isn't required that the condominium complex have FHA approval. Um, and that actually may sound complicated to people, but that's actually a great benefit to many condo owners. And, you know, everybody's living longer today, which is what everybody wants to do. If you have a reverse mortgage, there is no due date on it. You can keep it out there as long as you live. You don't have to vacate the house. So Ben Franklin once said, work as if you were to live 100 years. Pray as if you were to die tomorrow. Or repent of your sins or something, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, he had a lot of sins in his life, by the way. He was not a perfect man. No, no. he was not a perfect man. Um, I was going to make a political comment. I decided not to. It's just as well. So here's, here's one of his expressions you probably didn't know. God helps those who help themselves. How many times have you heard that in your life? He said that? He said that. I That's a Ben Franklin quotation. <laughs> so um, think so about that one. So help yourself, folks. Help yourself. <laughs> Give Tenny a call of uh, 508-995-6200. Get some information about whether a reverse mortgage can let you stay in your house and whether it's the right thing for you. Meanwhile, thank you so much for listening. And thank you, Attorney Tenny Lance. Thank you all. 